Today on the breakdown, there's four players left in the LA Poker Classic. One million dollars for first place. So there's so much money. There's still seven hundred thousand dollars left to be won for these players, and we got big name players, button heads like goats, Sam Savrel, Dietrich Fast, and by the way, at the table, a Grant Dennison favorite is here, Alex Keating, Alex P. Keating, the man with the beard, and all the talking and the magic tricks. This is crazy. By the way, this hand, I feel like I'm I'm actually burying a little bit. This hand is spec. Fucking tacular. This is this is a hand I'm so excited to do. I am the suggester of this hand because I saw it and I freaked out. And I'm still in that that freak out space right now. I'm still I'm essentially in fetal position, but I'm forced to sit up to record this. So join us on this 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 beautiful nature walk into poker <laughs> with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> I have three things I want to do based on that opening. Wow. I think, which is, you know, great. So that means you gave me a lot of things to think about, a lot of material, and that's what podcasts are about, right? We have to have something to talk about, or we're just fucking sitting here like chumps. Can't do that. Can't be that. One. One. There is nothing in the Poker Guys bylaws or the laws of nature that says that you cannot record in the fetal position. You are welcome to enter the fetal position at any time. Take your microphone. Just get Mm. get down there and, and just, you know, pay attention and record. I kind of like that, and I'm open to it. Thank okay. you. So if you want to do that right now, now's your opportunity. <laughs> I'm sure the audience will wait while you, while you assemble yourself. You want to get a cozy blanket or something? Uh, it's going to take a few minutes. A few minutes? It's okay. going to take like two or three minutes to, to pick out the right blanket. And I'm going to want a the pillow, right too. The right blanket? Yeah, and I'm going to want a pillow, too, because you said a cozy blanket. You can just say a blanket. You don't have you off think the, the top audience? of your head an automatic cozy blanket that you own? I have a bunch of automatic cozy blankets, and which one for this occasion exactly... It must be thought about. It must be okay. pondered. Okay, maybe next podcast. So, no, no, no. You said the audience will wait. <laughs> okay, you're right. All right. So, All right, audience. Just I'm go gonna... ahead and wait. There he goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing the microphone with me, though. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this, this cord, it goes on forever. Oh, so do you like this uh, Pendleton blanket here? In this? No, those no. things suck. No, They're okay. too scratchy. Oh, there's this one that looks like you've had it since the 70s. So you're with me now. You've yeah. walked oh, with yeah. me to the closet. I mean, I feel like and now you're, point, showing, you're showing me the blanket. Yeah, it's like an NPR <laughs> segment where they like walk you to a new statue or yeah. whatever, and they're with the artist or something, mm. and they're like, you know, oh, we're, we're underneath the arms of the statue now. Right. You, know, you need like, a little a little B, B-roll noise, though, because they always do oh, that yeah. in the NPR honk, stuff. Honk, honk. Exactly. Like a little... Yeah. You know, Hot dogs! You know, stuff Perfect. like that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Except that we're not in the city. We're in your apartment, and we are finding a blanket for you to right. get in the fetal position. What about this one with the choo-choo trains on it? That is one of my favorites. It's pretty soft, a little tattered. A little it's got a lot of the tears, a lot of tears on there. Thomas, those ain't tears. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's move along. Let's move along to a new blanket. New blanket. <laughs> it's, it's crusty, but it's... Okay, we had to... We have to end the segment now. Okay. I'm afraid our sponsors are pulling out as we speak. Um, all right, that was that was part one. That was part one. There's two more parts, apparently. Yeah, the second one is the shortest, I, I believe. Mm. I think it's going to be easy to confuse. Not that it matters because this player is not in the hand, but you mentioned Alex Keating. It's mm. not Alan Keating, right. which is, is the guy who's playing on Hustler Casino. He's the whale on Hustler Casino. This is Alex Keating, a bearded, boisterous, talkative man who made a deep run in the World Series around the time of this hand. And made a big splash with the coverage. Yeah. And also, I guess, made this final table. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, was chirping it up at this final table, too, to the point where he got um, a one-round penalty at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and he got to uh, just tell really quickly the story. So he's, it's the river. He has, like, one pair. No, he doesn't. He has, like, ace high. Um, and I think it's Dietrich Fass, actually, who bets. And he's trying to say what to do. And he says, like, you know, I've been slow playing aces this whole time, Dietrich. Um, should I call? Should I call? He finally folds his hand. Um, and Matt Savage comes over and says, you know, you can't reveal the contents of your hand. And, and Alex says, well, yeah, but I was clearly joking. I clearly don't have aces there. And Matt's like, you can't reveal the contents of your hand. So he gets the one-round penalty. Ah. But then the interesting then they, they Alex goes into the, um, the audience, is talking to his friends. He's like, I mean, I can't believe they waited this long to give it to me. Like, <laughs> I totally deserve this penalty. Like, really? I've, been, I've been begging for this penalty. Like, I, I've been asking for it, basically, with my behavior for days. They finally huh. gave me one. So, 
Interesting yeah, he, self-awareness. Yeah, I give him credit, actually, for he was super chill about it. I yeah. mean, he, he missed three hands or four hands or something like that. It's not that big a deal. Right. But, you know, it's not great. Yeah. They're playing for a lot of money. They are. Anyway. They are. Third thing. You know what we haven't done for a long time? And I felt like this was ripe for it. For some reason in my mind, it worked. It was like a pretend it's a long time ago, even though it's not that long ago, era-dependent opening thing, you know? Like where we talk about travel agents or whatever was common in the air. Like, what's the 2016 opening for this? Because oh, this happened in 2016. Right. It's, um, it's 2016. Oh, you know, that's what everyone used, like Google for search. <laughs> that's a little bit more recent than that's changed. <laughs> and it, I bet it hasn't changed that much. Donald, Donald Trump had, was, was in play to be president. Right. I, I was going to do a thing. I was like, are you hot for Hillary or Dilly for Donald? <laughs> like something like nice. that. Well, it was, it was, um, you're loving it, your iPhone eight plus this, this, um, event happened early in 2016. It was uh, late February, early March. So, um, it was, ended on March. Was 3rd. Trump even the nominee by then? Uh, he wasn't the nominee, but he was in, he was actually in play, but not seen as a true, serious, scary contender. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Event, like Trump is like, whatever, you yeah. know, like, Obviously, he can't win the nomination. Like it's it's sort of you don't have to worry about him. Right. And eventually, that changed. That that turned people not worrying about him led to him winning. <laughs> it's basically what happened. No one ever worried about him, and he somehow. Spoiler alert for those who are listening from 2016. <laughs> That's right. Or if you've been in a coma and wanted to get your news differently than this. Yeah. But you're like, I need to hear my poker guys. Yeah. First thing I need to do is hear the poker guys. Are they still around? <laughs> Actually, yes. We, we are. are, and we have been doing it since pre- before 2016. Yeah, and somehow we didn't do this hand in 2016. Yeah, no one, uh, no one ever mentioned it, but holy smokes, this hand is insane. It really is. It's, yeah. a, it's a beauty, and it's, she's beauty. What else was going on in 2016? Yeah. Nobody um, will ever knock Netflix off the streaming pedestal. It's impossible. I mean, no one thought that even then. Netflix, the, the CEO yeah. of Netflix at the time, Ted Sarandis, I think his name is, said, um, we're trying to become HBO faster than HBO becomes us. That was like a big quote of his that everyone repeated in the business world for a long time because it was so interesting. It, it was like, whoa, HBO wants to become Netflix? Like he saw it. He, he knew they were all, always coming to this place. Netflix, by the way, still on top of the heap, at least currently. Yeah, but it's gotten a lot tougher for them. Well, of course, but they, that was the deal. All right, 2016. Yeah. Black Panthers, the movie of the year, or is that 2017? I think that was 2017. So you almost hit that one. What was the movie of the year in 2016? I don't know. I might look it up, but we shouldn't just keep talking while it I do It was probably some Avengers um, movie or some shit. Oh, it's always some. It Infinity could've, could've War? The Infinity last War? Harry Potter movie? No, I think Infinity War was also 2017. They did two Marvel movies in one year? They is that did. allowed? So I think Black Panther was early of the year, and Infinity War was maybe late of the year, but, you know. I'm you would know. You certainly know better than me, you big nerd. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and I might be able to figure it out, but, you know, you need, need some time. But you need the internet, and it's 2016, so you don't have that yet. Exactly. They didn't have those, so it was really hard for me. Um, Really, really, really hard. Everybody was eating cake pops from Starbucks. Is that a thing? <laughs> in 2016. Cake pops. Wow. So then I just looked it up. The number two movie of the year was Rogue One, a okay. Star Wars story. The number three movie was Captain America Civil War. Okay. A wonderful superhero movie. Number one, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Fast Furious movie? Nope. I'll give you one more guess, and then we're going to, I'm just going to tell you. You're never going to get it. It's I'm, a sequel. It was the number one movie of the year. You're never going to get it. Something, is it like Fantastic Beasts or something? It's, it's less likely than that. Okay, it, what At is least it? for me. Finding Dory. Oh, wow. Like, how about that? Back when an animated movie could just be the number one movie of the year. Like, when is that going to happen again? Maybe it's going to be a long time probably. Yeah, that's what people said in the fucking 80s. And then Pixar was like... You're right. wrong. Yeah, so uh, it took a really long time. It took like 20 years. That's right, and it's point. always going to take the same amount of time. Things it's going to take a while, dummy. <laughs> Clearly, I'm right. Avatar's going to rule the roost, bro. As it, as it is. As it is now ruling the roost. Very much. I guess so. It really is. Um, anyway, so yeah, Finding Dory. By the way, the number four movie of the year. This is domestic box office, by the way, not worldwide. So maybe, maybe it's a little different world. Finding Dory, probably not the number one movie worldwide, actually, now that I think about it. How could it be? It can't be. Was it that Matt Damon Great Wall movie that was like <laughs> not released anywhere but China? Um, you know, probably not. Probably not. I want to see the... I can't get the worldwide stuff, man. This is so painful. Just tell me the number four movie, you bastard. Oh, it's uh, The Secret Life of Pets. Huh. You never even heard of it. Deadpool came out that year. It was a huge hit, of course. Yeah. The Jungle Book, the live-action Jungle Book came out that year. That was the number five movie. I didn't even remember they made that. Oh, here's a, here's a pretty big movie that year. Batman versus... Oh, I found, I found, I found the movie, by the way. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice came out that year yikes 
which made it actually made almost nine hundred million dollars, but it still was a huge flop. <laughs> Suicide Squad came out that year, made a lot of money, but it was so bad they didn't make another one until they rebooted it. Force Awakens was still making money that year, even though it came out the year before. Huh. Doctor Strange came out that year. I mean, Fantastic Fantastic Beasts did come out that year, and so did Moana, which I know is one of your favorite movies. It's it's uh, I know it's you love a that good movie. animated movie. I don't really like animated movies, but I like Moana. But you know what the best movie of the year was? And actually, I think the winner of all the awards, The Revenant. Ah, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. We watched that movie with the group, and it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. That's an intense fucking movie. Oh, my God. What a great film. Tom Hardy is so good in that. He is. He's excellent in that movie. It's Inaratu at his very best, and he's often at his very best. Yeah. Birdman? Come on. I mean, it's a brutal movie. you got to be in the right mood to watch it. But just get in the mood and watch it. Like, Jesus, that movie's good. Anyway. Anyway, 2016. 2016, we did it. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is a big, big star. He's still a big star. I think. Yeah. Was 2016, was, had he come back yet? You know, he had his like, long absence where everybody thought he was crazy. I don't know. Um, the the all-female Ghostbusters movie came out in 2016. It was that long ago? Yes. It feels more recent to me. I well, no, they, they did the other Ghostbusters uh, I know. sequel like a year ago, too. I know, okay. but it just still feels more recent to me. Oh. I guess it was like a big deal because people didn't like the movie and then people were being accused of being sexist for not liking the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was more than that. Like, it was the least liked video in the history of YouTube before the movie ever came out. The trailer was. Really? Yeah. So it felt like there was definitely some misogyny. There was obviously something going on there. But it's also supposed to be a... I never bothered to watch it because it's supposed to be so bad. Like, I believe it's... The movie Sully came out. I mean, I imagine if it was actually really good despite a, a contingent of people using misogyny to try to break it down and it was actually really good. We would have heard, oh, this is really good. Of you course watch we would have. Yeah, yeah, like that happens all the time. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but not in this case. Everyone's like, oh, the a lot of people hate it just because it's women and also it's really bad. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. That's, that's an unfortunate combination. Yeah. Yeah. It's the deal. What a great opening. 2016. Yeah. Makes me think about how different we were. How different you were. And you were different. I was a lot more different than you are, I think, in that I had of didn't, course. didn't have a kid. Now I do. <laughs> I'm basically the same person with all the same situations. Yeah, more decrepit. Closer more, to death. Well, we're all closer yeah, to death. Yeah, but you're like visibly. It's <laughs> <laughs> before Bitcoin really hit. That so was. There was that. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. That was actually the year the poker guys blew up. 2016. Oh, cool. Cool year. Yeah. We were playing a lot of basketball, you and I. Wow, we were. Yeah. We were shooting hoops all the time. Practicing free throws for uh, for bets that never came. Never happened. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. It was fun anyway. I got better at my free throw game. Anyway, let's get to, uh, you know, the other stuff. All right. The hand. Let's, let's move the poker past. Hand. This hand is so outrageously good. We really need to get into it, man. Okay. Let me set the stage for you. Great. Mike Sexton is still there. He's the commentator, mm. WPT. It's cool. Um, we got Alex Keating, who you mentioned as the chip leader with four remaining in the LA Poker Classic, uh, which was a 10K buy-in. The current payout is something like 320K, right? Um, $316,440 is what they have all won. Um, after that, it goes 424656000 and a little bit over a million dollars to first place. So not the biggest 10K ever, but... Big enough. For a WPT, it's pretty, it's pretty big. But actually, the LA Poker Classic, I guess, first place is always probably a million bucks. Probably. Anyway, it's worth winning. Yep. Dietrich Fast, uh, Sam Sovrell, and another guy who's nobody's heard of, Mike Shariati. I don't yeah. think anybody's heard of him. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, they all, Mike Shariati is the... the uh, Sam Sovrell is the shortest stack with 32 blinds. Mm. And Keating's big stack is 49 blinds, so it's a pretty tight race right now. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. You know? So... If you decide to make some conservative folds, it's more based on your financial situation than the ICM situation, typically, mm-hmm. would be my take on that. Yeah, I think that sounds mostly right. Um, unless you think you're clearly better than everyone else, Sam Savrell might think that. He might. Dietrich I mean, Fast actually, might think that. Yeah, I mean, Alex Keating might think that. He'd be very wrong, for sure, yeah. but he might think that. Uh, quick quick question. What's Sam Savrell's hand and mob? 11.8. Wow. Finally wrong. Okay. It's about $20 million. Oh. 19.9. I guess he plays about a lot of high rollers, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Dietrich Fast is not on Hendon, right? So we yes, can't... we cannot do it. He, 
he is an uh, unknown player on Hendon for the place that he ends up finishing in this. Um, and yeah, he's, he does not want them to track him. He's good, though. We've, yeah. we've seen he, him. He has over good. half a million in uh, World Series of Poker caches alone and a bracelet. 34 yeah. caches, one bracelet. But, and he's one of those German guys. They all yeah, he's, talk shop. He's legit. Yeah. There's no question. He's a top. He's a top-ish player. He's not the very top. He's not in the Fedor range, but right. he's in Fedor's crew type of guy. Yeah, like they probably they might comfortably talk poker, yeah. and people are probably a little afraid of Dietrich Fast and probably should be. Yeah, you know, like you never want Dietrich Fast at your table, kind of a thing. Mm. And maybe after this hand, you'll feel differently. Nah, because he's gonna just yeah, do Dietrich Fast. But it's stuff. cool. We get to, we get to see Dietrich Fast against Sam Savrell. I mean, this is this is gonna be. Very, this is going to be really exciting. Like, I'm so excited to do this hand. Okay. I can't wait. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, so with four left, it's 50 and 100K. And uh, you will see based on the pot size, this is before the revolution of the big blind ante. Oh, my God. So everybody had to ante every hand like no. Neanderthals. I Talk mean, about 2016. There I, you go. Yeah. That, the, Why didn't you bring that up? That's true. Like, you had to ante every hand. It was like it varied as far as how much of the big blind the ante was per hand, per, per level. There was like exploitable, exploitable levels based on how big the ante was and stuff. Remember dealers who would just like sit and wait unless yeah. everyone did it? The dealers who wouldn't like remind people just like wait, wait, wait to try and teach everyone. Remember dealers who didn't it. know how to do math? So you had to like do the math for them on every change yes. make on the ante? Like Also, how about like... Did you put out your ante? We're missing one. Who yeah. did it? Uh, and then some guy at the table was like, I'll just do it. Yeah, you know, the, the nice worst, guy. The worst. All of it, the worst. Oh, my God. That nice guy was the worst. <laughs> anyway. You had to have the 25 chips in play for like 12 levels. It was, it was hell. And we've, we really have successfully navigated our way out of Like that every great revolution, there was pushback initially. Yeah. You know? But, but we are well past that now. Yeah, because everybody who was pushing back realizes they were being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because it's so much better now. It's amazing anyone ever thought anything else. Because like, I remember as soon as it happened, we were like, that seems better. And then we did it once. We're like, oh my God, it's so clearly better. And that was it. Like besides all of the logistical problems, it's just insane that the in tournaments where it's supposed to be relatively uniform, it would be like six twelve hundred with a two hundred chip yeah. ante, and then it would be eight sixteen hundred with a two hundred chip ante. I like, know those are very different situations. Yeah. You approach those situations differently, and if you don't know that, that's a disadvantage. Which I guess is nice for the players who know that, but it's not how it's supposed to be. Also, just the amount of time that was wasted collecting antes every single hand. Oh yeah, we probably are saving like twenty percent of the time of the tournament or something. I mean, probably not nearly that much, but but, but some reasonable amount that matters, right? Maybe yeah. it's five percent, maybe whatever it is. It doesn't it's more matter. Than five. I don't know that it is, but whatever it is. It's clearly something. I think you forgot how likely it was to have one to two players at your table who never ante. Um, you know, it it depends. Let's not let's not okay. fall down this rabbit hole. Let's. We let's never have to worry about that again. Ah, oh, thank, thank all, thank all, thank all. Let's let's get into this. All right, it's fifty k, one hundred k with a sum sort of sort of each player antes. Diedrich Fast yep. is in the small blind with thirty seven blinds. Yeah. He has two jacks, jack cool. of spades, jack of diamonds. It folds to him. Sam Sarvel's in the big blind. It's a really good hand, brah. At 32 blinds, effective, which is Sam Sarvel's stack, what is your overall mixed strategy with jacks? Um, I'm mostly raising this uh, mainly because when there's a re-raise by our opponent, they're often shoving. Or they're raising to a, a sizable amount that you can either capture with fold equity when you shove, or if they call off, you're in okay shape against the range. I mean, if Sam Sarvel has 32 blinds and we're raising, even if we're, we can make it smaller now because the blinds are big and we're only four-handed, you're still at least 3Xing it yeah. here, right? We 3X it. What's Sam going to... If Sam wants to re-raise with fold equity, let's say Sam has ace-four off and he's re-raising. Makes it seven and a half to eight. He could make it at minimum. Right, at minimum. And sometimes with 32, he might just put it in. Yeah. Any kind of, some, a bunch of reasonable hands, he might just put it in because he doesn't want to, if he has two sixes, he may not want to have to call it off. There. Yeah. You know, be, be in a, f, um, a flip where he doesn't have to be, right? Where he can fold out ace jack, mm -hmm. or maybe not ace jack, he can fold that ace nine instead of being in a dumb flip because he threw that too small, yeah. you know, and gave the appearance of fold equity. Um, so I think, I think this is the kind of hand that's, that's so strong that, We'd be excited to do that, and I almost don't want to waste it with a limp re-raise. Obviously, we need to have some very strong hands in our limp re-raising hand range, too. So, of course, sometimes we have to do that with a, with a hand like this. But, but in general, like, I want to play this hand. It's, it's, I want to play this hand to try and, you know, get all the chips. And I think against a guy like Sam Savrell, probably a, a raise is good, unless we've been limping every time, of course. Then fine, we should limp. Is there any limp calling specifically against the Savrell high roller uh, thinker type? Like, should you have some limp calls here with this hand? 
That's an interesting question. Um, if we limp and he raises, uh, probably not too many. I mean, look, we need to have some limp calls with some very strong hands too, right? Yeah. We have to. But now that's going to be, you know, as we go down the tree, there are, can't be that many strong hands because there'll have been maybe raises already and we're going to have a bunch of three bets too. Um, so a little bit of the time, but, yeah. but not much. I think this is, a, this, is not, this is still a vulnerable hand that we don't want to just like see a flop and make a lot of bad faults because overcards came and he puts a lot of pressure yep. on us, right? I agree. I agree. Dietrich ends up limping. I wonder if Sam has been raising a lot in this scenario and it could be a little bit exploitative. I wonder if Dietrich is just limping his entire range from this. That's also line, possible. Just in general. Unfortunately for Dietrich, Sam checks back with 5-3 off. Okay. So that's a pretty bad hand. Yep. And well, the, if we raise, we probably just would have won the pot. Maybe we can win something now. And at 5,100K, the pot is 260K because of no big blend ante. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's 15K each for an ante. Yeah. So weird. That means they have... 5Ks in play, which they never would if it were big blind Annie at 50K, 100K. That is correct. It's just dumb. It would be 20, well, they fix it. They yeah. fix it. They did. All right, 260K in the pot. Jacks against 5-3 off. The flop is four of clubs. Oh, by the way, this was suggested by Jonathan Levy. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the rest of you have been doing, but get off your asses and suggest just, hands like this one. I was just watching YouTube old WPT stuff, and I was like, this hand's incredible. Isn't that what Mark Testart's doing his entire life? Like, I where so. is Where is the suggestion from Mark Testart? I don't know. The new year happened, and everyone it's just It's possibly suggested sleep. it in 2016, and we like missed it. I f- yeah, I guess it's possible. It's definitely possible, but it's really hard to go back that far to find suggestions. We're not trying. Anyway. Uh, four of clubs, four of diamonds, eight of clubs. No. Four, four, eight? Yeah. Wow. What do you mean, No. Just that doesn't. It's connect. an impossible flop. It doesn't help Sam at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. How could this be an interesting hand? Uh, well, he does have a backdoor straight draw, doesn't he? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he does. does not have a backdoor club draw. Neither does Dietrich. So that's great news for Sam. Yeah. Um. So yeah, at this point, the problem with limping and getting the check back is like you're just doing distribution based guest work if you're fast. Yep. At this point. Yep. This hand should probably be in your betting range. You know, you, you, Sam could have hit an eight. He could have a flush right. He could have a gut shot. There's a ton of things he could have that you can get value out of. Mm-hmm. It's probably a bet. And then, like, things get weird if you get raised, but you can't fold, which is no. part of the problem of limping. Right. Um, if we think Sam is very aggressive, I guess we could just be in check call mode right away sometimes. Um, the problem with either one is after the flop... It's pretty clear we have an eight most, at least an eight most of the time, right? Like, what else do we... I guess we could have, like, six, seven if it's cheap and check call. There's we two could clubs. Bet. Okay. There's two, okay. Yeah. So then we could have some stuff. Yeah, betting, betting does betting keep, keep our range wider and, you know, make sure that we don't just let random king three see a turn, you know? This is also the kind of flop we're probably going to bluff a lot, right? Like, eight, four, four, like, it just misses yeah. a lot of stuff. It's a, good, it's a good flop to take a shot at. Cool. So fast, yeah. fast bets 110 into 260. And we're just going to have to hold on and be like, well, if he hit a four, it's going to suck, you know, but like we can't really fold. Obviously, since it's a breakdown hand, Sam's going to raise. Uh, JK, he's going to call. JK. So what's going on with Sam calling with 3-5 on the 4-4-8 four, four, board? You should have some folds, right? You're allowed to fold in poker. You're allowed to just give up sometimes. <laughs> well, it's one, basically one blind. Right, so it's super cheap. That's good. We have position. That's good. All these things are true, no matter what hand you have. Right. So why are we choosing three five to call with? Because <laughs> we have backdoor straight draws, um, and I don't know what else. I mean, we blocks we block five four and three four, but like, but not he limped really. In from, he limped in from yeah, the small it's blind. Not really. Meaningful blockers in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, he can have king four, right? And have limped yeah. in from the small blind, too. And J- I don't know, jack four suited. Maybe even jack four off to, for half a blind. Right. He probably limps with jack four, right? I don't, know if, I don't know what he's doing with nine four and ten four. But, yeah, I mean, my inclination would just be to throw my hand away and move on with my life. Or I guess I could raise, but calling, calling makes the least amount of sense. Unless I think, you know, I can outplay him later on, which... Not shockingly, Sam Sotifro probably thinks I can outplay Dietrich Fast with position here. Yeah, but by the way, Dietrich Fast could easily have a four. Of course. Which you were kind of mentioning. Yeah. It's kind of hard to outplay a guy who flops trips. Yeah. You know, or he could have a flush draw and that could come in and he's never folding. Or he could have an eight and just never be folding. Yeah. Like, 
It feels ambitious. I agree. I don't know why we'd, why we'd waste our time on this. If I was Sam, I'd just be like, on to the next. We have five, six we can call, right? We got a gutter. Cool. But five, three is a weird one. Yeah. It's just back doors. It feels like we have a lot of hands we can call with on this board. Maybe Sam thinks that there's just a lot of give ups on a lot of turns for Dietrich, i.e. any club, um, any brick. If Dietrich may have a lot of check folds because Sam can have trip fours and not be going anywhere now. And... Dietrich can have a lot of nothing. Maybe Dietrich's taking a huge amount of stabs on flops. Even with all this said, I can't really justify this call because we can just have cards that better connect when we do this, right? Instead of nothing going on. Like, couldn't we just have six ten of diamonds instead? That's like a bad hand, but at least we have two back doors. Right. You know, or yeah. six ten with a ten of clubs at least. You know, that's a better hand than this. I don't understand. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't have a great answers for you. Except Sam, Sam thinks he can outplay the guy. Yeah. I don't like it because it just feels like Dietrich is on this board entirely uncapped, having yep. limped in the small blind. There's yep. no reason to take this hand and do anything with it. As yep. Sam feels I like agree. a random choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would have good answers if we asked him on, like, why would you choose 5-3 to call here? Maybe he's like, well, he's never going to put me on 5-3, and if the back door comes in, it's great. But, like, it's so rare for the back door to come in. We're 32 blinds effective. That's yeah. not a good answer, Sam. What I mean, do we my, got? My best answer, if I was in Sam's shoes and I was forced to answer this, really, I'd say, well, there's 370000 in the pot. It's one blind. I get to call and see what happens on the turn. I don't want to give up my position yet when it's this cheap. Um, and I have at least a back door. I want to see, I want to see what he does on the turn I, that's, I throw You know him. what? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Fine. Fine, Sam. Cool. We got there. Yeah. We got there. I actually don't like it, but that's the best possible yeah, answer. Yeah, but it's not crazy, right? It is a little bit. But it's. I agree. I think it's probably reckless. Maybe Sam also knows things about Dietrich's frequencies, and he's like, this guy gives up a lot of. He bets a lot of flops and gives up a lot of turns in these spots. Because I'm sure they played a lot of poker together, and Sam knows a lot of people who played against Dietrich for years. That's right? possible. So maybe there's a little more going on. Maybe. Anyway. I mean, there's probably something going on, right? Sam is a, a thinking yeah. player. He, yeah. He thinks about all the angles. You know what I'm saying? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Taking a little shot. Uh, yeah. Why don't you take a shot at Nitro Betting, baby? Oh, and a great segue. I know it was. Use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitro Betting to take your shot. Because you get cool promotions when you use that link. Mm. You get free bets every once in a while on stuff like March Madness or NFL Survivor Pools or whatever. Big sporting event is happening, World Cup, you know, maybe something badminton related in the future. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. Nitrogen sure. has uh, just announced also that they are now flavoring all of their promotions. Ah, cherry flavor. Well, that, but actually the big one is nacho cheese. Well, that's, is it the 90s again? Like, come on. Are we past nacho cheese? Are we? Are we going to get a free bag of combos every time we make a bet? Combos are wonderful. Do you not like combos? Of course I like combos, but when's the last time you saw combos? <laughs> I haven't seen them in a really long time, but they are good as I hell. Feel like, I feel like, Combos and Slim Fast are next to each slim, other. Slim Jims, you mean? No, Slim Fast. Really? Yeah. Combos and Slim Fast are next to each other in the grocery aisle in heaven. You know, they're just, mm. <laughs> they're dead. Nobody's. I wonder if they still make them. I hope they do for those poor. They're actually the most popular treat in Vietnam. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something <laughs> like that. You know, some, some country. Oh, that... combos. You're going to look up combos? I, I've eaten a lot of combos in my life when I was. Speaking I was of combos, college. you can also, of course, play poker on Nitro Betting. Oh. There is the monthly Poker Guys tournament the last Sunday of every month. Uh, again, you don't get access to that tournament unless you use our link when you sign up. Get the cool promotions. Get, get the tournament. There's also some sort of a matching thing that they do that we haven't mentioned for a long time where they'll match like your first X amount of dollars. I don't even remember how much it was, but it was an impressive amount in mm. the past. So that's probably still going on, you know? Yeah. Nitro betting, where, where maybe you'll get a bag of combos. Combos, they, might be, they might have expired in 1998. Combos are still being made. And in fact, you can, they're in multiple directions a mile away from here. I'd, Rite Aids and 7-Elevens and CVS. Well, I know what we're doing after this podcast. Combos really cheese your hunger away, baby. All right, so... After this podcast, we are going to go get some combos. Oh, my God. Which, they're so bad what for What beverage you. should we get with our combos? Mountain Dew, perhaps? I was going to say Dr. Pepper. That sounds great. Combos and Dr. Pepper all afternoon. I'm it's, in. It's a party. I'm definitely in. Yeah. Sounds great. Ah, oh, combos. Yeah. They think they used to have pizza. Pizza-flavored combos. I'm sure they still have pizza-flavored combos. Mm. It's not like pizza is less popular. Pretzels and cheese. I mean, come on. <laughs> Are you angry about combos for some reason? No, oh, they have so they do have pepperoni pizza cracker based snacks. Thank God <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have the pizzerias of pretzel and the pepperoni pizza. They have two different guys. Oh no, that's it. 
<laughs> and cheddar and spicy honey. Ooh, spicy honey. I, this has turned into a combos ad. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if we could get sponsorship from combos? <laughs> oh, they would have to send us a bunch of free combos. Yeah. <gasps> I'm doing like a six weeks of health thing. So We're I, cold calling them. <laughs> We're going to cold email those fuckers. We are. Because they cheese your hunger away. You know what? That's actually an interesting idea. We hmm. should cold email a bunch of like near dead brands to see if they want to sponsor us. That would be kind of fun. That we're would be we're fun, sponsoring actually. combos and Zima. You know, like, that would be great. <laughs> Although I think Zima is actually not available anymore. Really? Yeah. Well, you thought combos weren't available. That's true. Anymore. You could check out Zima. I would never do that. Do you remember the ads for Zima in the 90s? No. Well, I do. They're an alcoholic beverage, much yeah. like White Claw. Sure. I, I think it's basically White Claw is just Zima rebranded is my guess. Hmm. Um, but Zima, their ads were people like playing basketball and drinking Zima to refresh you know, like, oh, yeah, that's that's not something you, you think of very often. That's pretty boisterous. Like, yeah, I'm going to go play football and then drink a bunch of beer at halftime and then go play more football. I <laughs> said that's pretty boisterous. Yeah. What a weird. It's a boisterous claim. Word. It's a boisterous yeah. ah. claim to say, like, you should use this alcohol. Boisterous. As, as, claim. Yeah. Huh. This alcohol is so refreshing that it will replace water yeah. for your sporting needs. Um, you want to hike Mount Everest? Don't forget your camelback <laughs> full of Zima. <laughs> you know? there is, Zima ceased production in the United States in 2008. However, there is one place in the world where you can still buy Zima. There's one country. Can you name it for all the money in the world? No. How many for, guesses do I get? You get two guesses. Can you give me at least a partial hint as far as like, do I know what this country is at least? Of course you do. Okay. It's, it's, it's a... Um, you know, it's a top 20 country, you know, in terms of all the metrics you would use. Mexico? Nope. Okay. Can you give me a continent? Yes. Asia. You got a shot. Asia's pretty big. Top 20 country. I'm going to go with Japan. That's right. Grant Denison. For the win. See, I, I, I could have said G7, but I went top 20 because I yeah. didn't want to make it too easy. But then you got it anyway. You're such a good boy. Who gave me Asia? Okay, but come I mean, on. There's only probably three top 20 countries in Asia. I mean, I thought you'd just say China because, like, China's Unless big. you count India. Uh, you that, should count yeah. India. India is the second, by population, the second yeah. biggest country in the world. But some people count that as, like, I guess that's South Asia. A hundred percent it's Asia. Yeah. <laughs> A million percent okay. India is Asia. Okay, then there's <laughs> probably four countries I could have chosen from then. Okay. So I guess Japan, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But, but when you, you know, it, now it's just, it's 25% random guess, so it's less impressive. No, I felt, And you weren't even counting India. It, it did kind of feel like Japan was the most likely, though. I wouldn't know, but sure. You were right. So can you name the amount of alcohol percentage by volume? In Zima? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go 5%. Good enough. Between 4.7 and 5.4, depending on the... Uh, the, the vintage? Yeah. So good job. That's it. We're done with Zima facts. We'll have some more next episode. What's the alcohol percentage on combos? It depends on, is it pepperoni or regular pizza <laughs> flavor? I mean, yeah. Jesus. The, yeah. ho the hot honey flavor is about 6.8%. Yeah, yeah, that'll but get you going. Pepperoni pizza, though, a little spicy. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. For those who remember, we are doing a breakdown of... <laughs> those, those who are still listening, who stayed oh, with this. A poker hand. Uh, yeah. We got the four four eight two club board. Dietrich right. Fast out of the small blind has jacks, no club. Sam Soverell has 3-5, no club, and has called the flop bet. Yeah. The pot is 480,000. The turn is the six of hearts. Sam turns open-ended. Hello. Should Dietrich continue betting? It's an interesting thing right now for Dietrich, right, where a few things have happened, right? 5-7 just came in. Yep. Which is a total... Reasonable holding for Sam. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's losing to trip force. Yeah. So if we're betting, we're trying to get value out of an eight and out of the six because all the other gutters yeah, hit the six. Yeah, six, seven, and six, five also will never fold to, on the turn. So do we want to go pot control or not? We're obviously we're never folding our jacks if we check. No. If we bet, it could get sticky. You know, we have to decide what we're doing. Like, I think if we're betting, do we want to bet fold a hand this strong against a guy like Sam Sauerbel? Is an interesting question. Probably not. Would Sam really raise? Maybe we know that Sam just wouldn't raise one pair on the turn, though. Yeah, I don't think he would raise one pair. And so if he, if he hit the six, he's probably just calling again, and we don't have to worry about a raise yet. Probably. And um, if he has clubs, he might raise. And yes. we, we unblock clubs. So we're just going to be like, I hope it doesn't have a four. Yeah, basically. The thing is, though, because we can have a four also. I don't know. It's a weird spot. You know, we can have a four. We can have made the straight ourselves. We're kind How of, can Sam just raise? If we bet, we're kind of over-repping our hand, which is a bit I odd. I know. I know. 
But we can bet to try and get value out of an eight instead of letting us an eight or a six check back. Yeah, I think that's the main reason to bet an eight or a six. Also, charge clubs. Why not charge clubs? Charge five, six. Charge like clubs might raise. They might call. If, if our plan is to never fold, I think betting is OK. We're charging clubs. And the other thing is this. If we check, I think an eight is probably betting. But a six is probably checking back because an eight might be checking. Yeah. Right. But an eight itself might want to try and get value from the six and not let the gutter have a free shot. at Right. All. It's 10 outs, you know. Um, so I think we, if we're, that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to get value out of the eight and the six. Really the six, because the eight's going to bet. We're trying yeah. to, and we figure there's more combos of the six turning into a pair than it is than the five, seven. There's, yeah. there's, less, there's less ways it becomes a five, seven, right? Because there's six, seven, and six, five. Yep. Even with the six out there. Yep. So that's what we're doing. That's thin, though, because getting raised would suck, and we're going to have to really... I mean, we unblock clubs, like you said. I think if against Sam Sovereign, if we bet, we can't fold to a race. Right. We may just be like, yeah, like we have jacks. It's, it's way better than anyone would expect us to have here, right? Like, except when we bet again, we're sort of like you said. Yeah, now we're over. We, I mean, we can have a good eight and be betting. Yeah. But that's like the bottom of it, right? We're never betting a six on the turn. I wouldn't think so. Right. So, so jacks is better than that, but it's not like super strong anymore. No. It's a weird spot. Yeah. I think, I think both are reasonable. I think a check is reasonable. I think a, reason, I think a, a normal size bet to try and get value out of the six is fine, too. If I'm ever in a spot like this against non-Sam Sovereign, against the players I play against in, in tournaments, it's pretty much always a check call. Mm. Like, I'm almost never betting this. Because they're folding all their sixes yeah. and maybe their eights, too. If you Some of their again. eights, yeah. 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 I mean, you put, it, you put the eight in a weird spot if they don't have a good kicker, right? And you yeah. bet again. It's like, I'm beating just total air. Is a six even betting? Shouldn't be. Right. Like, what am I doing here? You know, I guess six, seven might decide to bet because, no, I can just check call. There's no real need to bet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <sighs> Dietrich goes with a bet. Okay. He bets 225 into 480. Um, might expect him to size it up a little bit. It's 2016. They didn't figure that out yet. I guess so. That's my best guess. I guess so. I mean. I would fully expect him to size it up. It's sizing it up makes it easier to kind of go with if Sam raises also, you know, like he's, he's going to feel more obligated to raise his flush draws than float with flush draws. You know, mm-hmm. if we make it three fifty or something. Yeah. Maybe this is, you're trying to size it in a way though that you get value. You actually get called by a six. I think you size it up too much. You actually may fold out. the You're, six. you're getting called by the six, no matter what, because the six always has a gut shot too. That's true. That's a good point. Unless it's, I mean, if you unless make the it, six has clubs too, which of course then it's never well, folding either. Yeah. I mean, if you made it 400, I don't know if a six with a gut shot is always calling. You think five, six is folding against I'm, Dietrich I'm, fast? I'm asking the question. I mean, no. do you think Dietrich just has random air twice? Sometimes. Those, why? Why do you think that? I don't think he has, well, maybe not random air, but he's got, he's got clubs. Right. He has clubs. He, he could have a hand like seven, nine that he took a shot with on the flop or three, five. Right. And then he, yeah, that's true. Or nine, 10. Yep. Those are the hands we are in okay shape against. Like, Not incredible shape, by the way, but okay shape. I think it must be the I mean, wrong three, thing to fold a pair and a gut shot on the yeah. turn. And you're deep enough that you can call. Yeah. I'll give you that. And you have position, too. That's yeah. all pretty good. Anyway, Sam turned open-ended, right? But he's, yes. got, like, he's approaching the nut low, though, as far as his current hand value. But he's like, ding, ding, ding. We got something going on now. All right. So we can't fold now. Right. Which sucks because we might be drawing dead. But how do, how do we want to approach it? Well, we don't think... That if Dietrich Fast ever has a four, he's going to fold. We don't think if he ever has five, seven, he's going to fold. We don't think he's betting a six. So in our mind, maybe we know he can have the overpairs too, but really we're thinking about, like, can we get an eight to fold? Right? And can we get seven, nine to fold? Can we get clubs to fold? Right. Can we get nine, ten to fold? I mean, if we make it enough, we can get some of those things to fold for sure. It's kind of cheap to just call, though. It's, two and, it's less than it's two and a quarter blinds. Yeah. We're in position... We might be able to get paid really well if we get there. It's pretty cheap. I kind of just want to call because it's so cheap. Being in position is a huge deal here. Yes. I think out of position, it's more of a race. It's still cheap enough. You could even decide to call. You could. You're getting a... I mean, it's, it's 225 to win 700 right now. And if we improve, maybe not the... Um, maybe not the seven. The seven is going to be hard to get paid, right? Because yes, it it's going to be four, six, seven, eight. But the deuce, if he's got a four... We're getting paid. Right. There's three clean outs for that, though. It's not amazing. That's true. Also, we can also bluff clubs. Sometimes we're already drawing dead. Yeah, I know. But, we, but you know, but if clubs come and he checks, we, we're bluffing it. Yeah. So that gives us some more leeway. Right? Yeah, I, I think I like a call as well. I think raising is not a ridiculous option. I no. agree completely. But Sam ends up calling. Okay. 
River is the Ace of Diamonds, which never did anything for anybody in this hand, <laughs> unless Dietrich most likely has the Ace of Clubs in his hand with Ace-X of Clubs. Sam would have to be holding on with a weird... I guess... Nope. It's hard for Sam to have an Ace. He, he didn't raise preflop. Yeah. Dietrich's more likely to have the Ace based on that. Sam could be checking back some... I'm sure is checking back some Aces preflop, but he's raising a lot. Dietrich may be limping all of them since we see he's limping jacks, and yeah. Sam is clearly not going to check back all his Aces, right? Yeah. He's probably raising way more than half of them. Yeah. Dietrich bets again. Wow. Dietrich is like, I am getting value at an eight if it kills me. I mean, I guess that's, that's all he's targeting, right, is an eight or the gut shots that have a six. He's like, I know they're checking back if I check. Let's see if I can. Maybe he'll put me on missed clubs and he'll call. Right? That's, that's what's going on if, when he bets. I can't imagine what else it could be. Yeah. It's interesting, that's for sure. It is really interesting. I mean, he's not afraid of the ace. That's that's so. The, the board mm-hmm. is has not changed since the turn, basically, from his perspective. Right, is what he's thinking. I right. think. And Sam's not going to put Dietrich on the ace too often, although Dietrich could have the ace, but really only in ace x of clubs combos, mm-hmm. which isn't that that huge of a swath of his range. Um, well, I don't know if that's true. He could have the um, like the gutters with the ace that the turn gutters. Yeah, or he, he could have the flop ace six or ace eight or ace four, of course. But yeah. You know. Those are all possible. He only bet one blind on the flop, so he could just have a weird ace high and just be like, oh, I have the best hand, and you should fold the line. But then he bet the turn. Right, but if he turned the gutter or, yeah. Yeah. or hit the six. Yeah. Although, I don't know, he's probably not going to bet a six on the turn, actually. Probably a check with that one. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but a seven he might be betting again because yeah. he's like, oh, although how is he going to get... He's never going to get a fold, now I think about it. There's no folds on the turn from Sam's range. When Sam calls. Now, turns out that's not true. Sam had five three off, so Sam has yeah. a lot of stuff. But but like you probably don't think so, right? You probably think he's got an eight or he hit the six or he's got a four or he's got five seven. Like yeah. that's most of his range here. All right. So Dietrich is is mostly targeting an eight. Yeah. Sam is left with basically playing the board. Yeah. Sam has an easy fold here. He actually is playing the board. Oh my God! Sam's playing the board. Yeah. So if he calls, he could chop against someone four, else. Four, four, six, the board. eight, ace is his hand. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, Dietrich should say like, "If you call, it's going to be all over, baby." Yeah, you should accept that Sam still has another two point three million back. Yeah, so he shouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if he said it though. Yeah, yeah, in the small pot, whatever you yeah. say, it, say it every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, it's like playing one two. You bet thirty dollars in the river. <laughs> if you call, it's going to be all over, baby. <laughs> 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 all right, so. As Sam, do we just give up now? Seems like the normal play. Yep. But that seemed like the normal play on the flop, too. Yep. It's not what Sam did. Right. Let's just say what Sam does, and then we'll try okay. to work out the reasoning for it. He moves in. Yeah. For $2.75 million, it is a large move in. It is a humongous the move po- in. The pot was like $1.4 million, and he moves in for $2.75 million. Yep. Okay. What is he thinking? Here's what I think he's thinking. He's got a five in his hand. He blocks five, seven. Step one. That's good, right? Clubs missed. Clubs missed. That's two. It looks like when he has a five in his hand, he's thinking like, oh, I want to make it look like with this really big raise, by the way, because he doesn't make a 1.2, right? He goes 2.75. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that. He's trying to say like, I'm trying to make it look like I'm hoping you have a four and you're forced to call, mm-hmm. basically. And you're just, so you, then you just fold everything that, I'm going to fold out. You're not going to make any weird hero calls against me when I make it this much. Like now it's like a four. At, you have to have trip fours at least to really consider calling here. Okay. Right. And because I have a five, I block five, seven. And, you're, and probably the sizing is part of it too. When fast bets under half pot again, mm-hmm. as he has done on all three streets, he's just like, you just don't have a super strong hand. You're never really. You're not going for big value. You're going for small value. So you have like a good eight, or something like that. Maybe you know whatever. But um, like you can like Dietrich fast. Of course, as we said, can have the nut flush draw and have rivered an ace. Yeah. Um, but like I'm just gonna get you to fold all that shit. That's basically. the plan. Clearly, that's the plan. Well, this is a breakdown hand because it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. Dietrich makes the call with Jackson, eliminates Sam Sovereign, ends up finishing first in the tournament. Yes. How did he do it with two jacks? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Four, four, eight, six, ace, missed clubs. That okay. is the board. So, a few things. We don't, have a, we don't have any clubs in our hand. We don't have a jack of clubs in our hand. So that's we unblock clubs. Clearly helpful, yes. That helps a little bit. Um, as you said, the ace shouldn't matter. Right. The ace shouldn't change anything at all. If Sam had ace eight somehow, he's never moving in. 
If he has Ace Four, he was he was probably moving in. Well, I don't know if he was moving in anyway, actually, because now he's the full house. But whatever. From our point of view, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Trip fours. Um. Maybe a question we could start to ask ourselves even is, what hands would Sam would choose this kind of sizing with for value? Like, would he move in with a four for? Most fours he wouldn't move in with. Like a right? week four? I don't expect. I don't think he'd make it 2.75. Well, if you think Dietrich is folding ace eight, then that certainly wouldn't be a good idea to move in with a week four. Right. Because ace eight is the next pip up. Right. And wouldn't Sam be worried if he had a pretty good four about, like, well, what if every. Like, Dietrich has some full houses here, right? Like, yeah. He can have some. He can have four X for the full house. I think if Sam had something like king four, any, any four that plays, which is a four above an yeah. eight. You'd probably have to consider a raise at least. A raise is different than the move-in, though. Yeah. Like, you could make it a million or 1.2 million instead of 2.75 and put your whole tournament at risk here. So that's just weird that he chooses the sizing, right? And again, it, it looks like he's saying he has got stronger than trip force yeah. to me. Like he's saying, I have straights and full houses. Yep. Um, so as Dietrich, well, that, that knocks down some of the value that we're losing to. That's the good news. Yep. We, and we could tell ourselves the whole, like, well, wouldn't he have raised by now if he had that strong of a hand, like, on the flop or the turn? But that's, yeah. that's the thinking against an amateur, not yeah. against Sam Savril. For sure, Sam can have the super strong hand in a yeah. weighted. For sure. Um, these days, I feel like Michael Adamo has changed the game a little bit with all this stuff, where, like, this size raise has become more normalized yep. with the super strong hands yep. where they actually do it with, the and even houses. with some slightly depolarized. Yes. Hands. Like that aces hand. Yeah. Right. Um, that was such an incredible hand. Yeah. Um, so here, like I was against Sean winter, right? When Sean winter had tens yep. on that board. Yeah. Um, so here, I think we haven't gotten to that era yet. Like we're not in that Adamo era yet. So this is a weird sizing choice, which I think really sticks out to fast. He's like, why aren't you making it 1.4 million? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, that could be. That's got to be part of what goes into this call, right? Yeah. Maybe he's also just gotten to see when, how Sam sizes his raise because they played together not just now, but for probably years and years. And they, he probably knows everyone who's played against Sam and has talked a lot about it with the people, especially now that he's going to this final table. Maybe he has a sense of how Sam sizes, but you think Sam's good enough that shouldn't yeah, be He should play. be balanced even in 2016. Yeah, I would think so. So how does Dietrich make this call? It might be as simple as not having a club in his hand. You might just decide that's enough. I wonder if it's as simple as that slash my hand is still slightly underrepped. Is when it he though? bet three times on a But he bet board. small. Yeah. He bet small. He could I mean he could have an ace. That's the only that's the only thing that could be better, right? The ace X of clubs. Yeah. Or maybe the ace seven or the ace five. Maybe. Maybe. Where he went bet bet. And then here we are. Um Hmm. I don't really get how he makes this call. I don't really understand. We could always fall back on the physical tell. I don't think that's what it is, though. Because, I mean, I watched it. You watched it, too, right? Yeah. He's not, like, staring at Sam, as far as I can tell. He's just sort of, like, sitting there thinking about what he wants to do. All right. Let's 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 go down the distribution. Good. Let's do it. Dietrich, let's assume his sizing is not exploitable. You know, he's going to have some some of everything at this sizing. So he's got straights that are better than this hand. Um, he's got fours that are better than this hand, and fours are probably the best hero calls, even better than the straights, even though you're supposed to call with both. Correct. Um, so it doesn't really matter between them because you're calling with both of those things, but fours block full houses, which is more important. Yep. Um, Especially when Sam checked where like all his full houses yep. have a four in them. He's got ace-x of clubs, and yes. maybe also ace-seven and ace-five. Yes. And ace-eight. Right. Yeah. So... so and we bet three times... So is there anything worse than this in our distribution? Do we bet well, king, we probably bet king eight and queen eight. I want to actually, I think there, I think there is some. Oh, stuff actually, no, all the, all the eights chop now. All the eights chop. Here's the other thing. Having the, you'd rather throw away your ace X of clubs for sure. Cause you're, cause now you unblock, yeah. you're blocking him having clubs, which yes. you don't want to do. So all your club stuff, even though you made a slightly better hand that you'd absolutely rather have the, the unclubbed jacks, the unclubbed jacks. Of I course. Yes. That's, a, that's a combos it. flavor. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. CVS, here we come. Hell yeah. Um, get some, can we get some Sour Patch Kids, too? I mean, you can. You don't want any Sour Patch nah, Kids? Nah, that stuff is for children. But it's sour and delicious. Yeah. Do you want to get some peach O's? I've never had a peach O in my life. You want to get some Swedish fish? Those things are okay. Are peach O's good? 
They're okay. I just love peach so much. You know, do peach you? flavor. I do. The peach snapple was a big staple of my life. For all, right, a while. all right, let's finish the analysis. Okay. <laughs> I was right in the middle of it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Yeah, that happens. So anyway, um, so, we, so we'd rather have Jacks than any club combo, even though if we make top pair. Yeah. That seems clear. I agree. Because the worst thing he, we could even imagine Sovereign moving in with is like King four, right? And even yeah. that, I don't know if he can really do it for 2.75, but let's say he can. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Ace eight is... All these things don't matter. We, we don't want to have clubs. Yeah. I mean, Ace-8 can't be clubs anyway. But, um, okay. So Jax is better than that. But it isn't better than all the full houses, the trip fours, and the straights, right? Yeah. Unless those things have clubs in them, too. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're calling with the straights anyway. We're calling with the full houses anyway. We're, calling, we're probably calling with trip fours anyway, yeah. especially because that blocks stuff. Yeah. So this is, feels like it's far down our distribution. Like it feels far. like a distribution-based fold. It does. Yeah. It does. So what's going on that he calls? Is it because Sam's sizing is too transparent for you? It Adrian? might be that. That's, it feels like Sam is like saying, I don't care that my story is bad. You can't call me. You have to fold even ace eight here. Right. Maybe, maybe Dietrich is recognizing a situation here where all the stacks are very similar. He's seen Sam take advantage of that. He's like, you guys are afraid of this money. Yes. I'm not afraid of this money. And Dietrich's like, guess what, buddy? I'm not fucking afraid of this money. Yeah. You know, like your thing's not going to work with me that you keep trying to do to everybody. What I'll say is, so I watched this this, you know, it's, it's the WP, it's not the live stream, so it's just the edited version with Mike and Vince. And uh, Dietrich was very, seemed to make every decision right. Now it's edited, of course. Yeah. But like, he made a lot of hero calls. I mean, this is the best hero call, of course, of the yeah. whole thing. But he made, he made other hero calls where it's like, geez, like not as much as this, but still like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know? And it felt like he just had a sense of like, who was like speeding, you know, the whole way. And yeah. I think he ends up picking up. He's got the he's times. got the third eye. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, this is really an extraordinary call, though. It is where like if Dietrich is wrong, he's down to five blinds. He starts thinking with thirty seven. Oh yeah, he's he's out fourth most of the time. Like it wouldn't really have occurred to me to call. Like yeah. I would have, if I bet four fifty on the river and I got forget two point seven five one point two. Yeah, I'm like I'm obviously beat. Like I can't beat anything. Right. I, I lose to everything. Yeah. I guess though, if I'm like, but when Sam moves in. That's when he doesn't have it. But how can Sam be so transparent? I don't it know. It seems impossible to believe. I think it's more of a situational thing where Dietrich has recognized that Sam is trying to, despite being the short stack, still the short stack is close to the big stack. He's trying to be the guy who's like, do you guys really want to play for all of the money right now? Don't you want to ladder up? You know, and maybe Dietrich recognized that. Mm. Maybe also the, the sizing is weird too because it looks like Sam is targeting trip fours. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when Dietrich goes half pot, less than half pot, less than half pot, less than half pot, he doesn't have trip fours most of the time. Maybe so. And especially when there were two clubs on the turn, like you were even saying, you, you know, we were, we were both surprised. He bets a little on yeah. the turn, right? Yeah. And like the stronger the hand, you'd, I mean, really, you're supposed to side with the turn either way. But like on the river too, again, you'd expect him to bet a little bit more with trip fours. And so why is Sam betting 2.75 to get value out of trip fours where maybe like that, why would Sam think that trip fours are even there? Yeah. In fact, Sam doesn't really think that. That's why he moves in, right? Yeah. He's like, ah, your size is too little. You don't really have it. And now Dietrich is like, so I don't have full houses. Maybe this is what it is. I don't have full houses. I don't have straights. I don't have trip fours because the way I size it, and Sam knows He's that. He's definitely, definitely not that unbalanced. Okay. I don't have very many of them. They're, they're much less than the, what, when we did our distribution, we're giving full, yeah. all of them. He's like, I have very few at this, at this sizing. And then this becomes one of the better hands because his ace-x of clubs is worse. Exactly. This now, is, this now is one of my best I hands. guess. I guess. I mean, that, it's, it's, it's in the top whatever percentage. It's so a stretch. That's a stretch. I, think, I agree, but that's the best answer I can come up yeah, with. Yeah, I, I don't have anything. So we'll go with that. I think it's good. I think it's a great answer, and I think we should give me full credit. And that's how Dietrich Fast won over a million dollars after you know, playing a little bit more poker after this. Yeah. Yeah. He sure did. Good for him. Good for him. Great, great job, Dietrich. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.